where we look into lots of profound ideas and we directly apply them to our own lives. Today, we're talking about ways that we can discover what we're passionate about. Now, I've seen a lot of content online about how we can bring our passion to fruition and actually accomplish a lot with them and be fulfilled by them and help other people with our passions. But I've seen a lot less content about how we can discover what our passions are. Because while there are people who know what their passion is and just need help, bringing it to fruition and accomplishing things with it, there's also people who don't know what they're passionate about and that's what they need help figuring out first. So I have six points that I think will help you start to get some juices flowing and start to help you figure out what you might be passionate about. And the first thing I wanted to say is just that passions don't have to be lifelong because I think a lot of us when we start off thinking about what we're passionate about, we think, What could I see myself doing for the rest of my life? And that doesn't have to be the case with passions. Passions could just be a few years long, right? We could all have different passions, different interests, things we want to accomplish with them, and we don't have to do them for the rest of our life. So if that's been sort of stopping you from figuring out what you're really passionate about, you don't have to let it stop you. All right, the first point I have is that a passion for you might feel like it's something you have to do. You might feel like there's no one else in the world who's going to do this and you need to do it. You need to step up and do whatever it is that you think needs done. For example, there's a story in my mind and I mentioned it before that I'm working on a novel. I haven't written for it in a long time, but it's always in the back of my head. And I have this huge, it's like a 10,000 word outline for this novel. And I think it's a really great story. And I know that no one else is going to tell this story. I feel like I have to tell this story, right? So whatever it is, your passion might feel like something that you have to do. You have to put it into this world because you know it will help people and because you know it will bring you self-fulfillment. Another thing with passions is that you might feel like it's bigger than yourself. You know that it will inspire or help the world or even humanity or just a few people too. But the thing is, it's bigger than yourself. Now, that might not always be the case, but it could help you start to narrow some things down in your head, maybe. Another point that I have is that we can look back on small moments in our lives where we felt very content or fulfilled or where we were helping someone. And I ask you to question, what were you helping them with? Were you helping your sibling with your math homework? Were you teaching an old woman how to read? Whatever it is, If you felt very enraptured in whatever you were talking about or were you helping someone, that might be a sign that you're very passionate about it. Similar to this, I think that we can look back on past conversations that we've had with our friends and our family. Has there ever been a conversation you had where you got really fired up about it, where there was just a spark in you and you had a lot to say about this topic? If so, that might mean that you're passionate about it that might mean that you're meant to do something with that. Just to give you a little bit of an example, I was on a road trip with my family and my parents were talking about something that one of my family members could do for a job. And they were saying, oh, he could just be an actor like he was when he was little. And then they were saying, well, no, but that's not even good. Like just being an actor, like that's not really doing much. And I was sort of not really offended, but 
I wanted to defend actors around the world because they were just sort of, you know, poo-pooing the actor's job. And I felt like they didn't understand how important it actually was, and especially in terms of telling a story, right? Especially a story that could be very impactful and, you know, very emotional and could really inspire people and, and possibly change their lives. That's what the actor does. The actor is an artist whose creation is themselves, right? Whereas a painter has a paintbrush and they make a painting with that, the actor's medium is their body. It's themselves. So they do a lot of work and there's so much that goes into acting. And at the time of this, I was learning more about acting and I was reading a book about it and stuff like this. And while I'm not really passionate about acting, I'm definitely interested in just learning about the theory of it for some reason. I don't even really know why, but it's just one of those weird interests that I have. And so when my parents were talking about this, I sort of got sparked up and I was like, well, no, like that's not, acting isn't like a lowly job. They do so much that we don't know about because we just see the emotional part of it. We just see their acting. We don't see everything that goes into it. And so it might be a conversation like this. You know, have you ever been in a conversation with someone or overheard a conversation and you really wanted to to speak up and defend something? Or you really wanted to get engaged and speak about it more? This might mean that you're passionate about it. Another thing that I think could really help you start to figure things out is in order to know what our passions are, it's very helpful to know ourselves better. And one way we can do that is with personality tests. There are things like the MBTI 16 personalities test, the Enneagram, these sorts of things. Are you more creative or are you more analytical? Do you prefer subjective things than objective things? I know all throughout school, I loved when teachers gave us a project to do or an essay to write because grading that was more subjective. And I didn't like multiple choice questions as well or math questions as well because there were just one straight answer. It was you got it or you didn't get it. And I prefer the subjective. I prefer creating things rather than solving things or analyzing them. And the last point that I have as to how we can figure out our passions is to look back on our childhood or past memories and figure out what we were interested in then. So when I was a kid, I really wanted to be a teacher. That's what I wanted to do when I grew up is I wanted to be a teacher. I also, as a kid, had this goal of publishing a book. And I remember... I was probably at five or six and I was like, I want to publish a children's book by the time I'm 18. Like that was a goal. I wanted to publish a children's book as a child. And while I never did that, I did get writing published as a child. So I sort of feel like I did accomplish that goal. I also thought as a kid that it would be so cool to have my own restaurant. I just thought it would be so much fun to, you know, have a little local place and have people from school come in and you're working there. And, you know, it just seems so much fun to me to be able to start and organize and run my own business. So looking back on all of these things, I can sort of see that they did lead me down certain directions. So while I'm not going to school to be a teacher or anything, I still am interested in the idea of teaching. I could argue that I'm doing that through this podcast, right? I hope that I'm teaching you or, or that you're getting some sort of value out of this podcast. And I'm also even interested in teaching as a professor at college one day when I'm older. And so, you know, having these little interests as a kid can translate into what you do as an adult. You just have to really dive back and you have to think about how these could still apply. And, you know, with me wanting to publish a book as a child, 
that really has led me to writing now. I love to write and I love telling stories. As a kid, I also really thought that it would be fun to work in film production because I loved movies, I loved TV shows, and seeing the behind the scenes of how they all worked. And so I thought, well, it would be so much fun to work on a movie set one day. And then, you know, when I was a little older, I was like, well, but if I wanted to do that, I would have to either live in Los Angeles or New York. And there was no way that I was going to live in either of those two cities because I'm not a city person and those are just too big of cities for me. I would not be comfortable there. And so as soon as I figured that out, I completely ruled out film. I was like, no, it's not happening. Like, it'll never happen. That leads me to about senior year of high school when suddenly I realized, well, actually, maybe I don't have to live in one of these two cities to make that work. I was like, why can't I bring film to my local city, right? It might not be such a big film spot right now, but I'm wanting to go to school for entrepreneurship. Who says I can't just open up my own film production company and make my town a hub for film? And so you have to be able to see opportunities or create a new path. Just because something hasn't been done doesn't mean it's impossible. And then as a kid, I said I wanted to have my own restaurant or my own business, and I thought it would be fun to run that. Well, who says I can't start my own business? Who says I won't be successful? There's that popular statistic that 80% of businesses fail. But who says I won't be one of the 20% that succeeds? So you have to have faith in yourself, and you have to know that things are possible. They might just be hard, and that's okay. I just learned in my accounting class the number one reason why businesses fail is because they fail to manage their cash correctly. And what am I doing at school? In my accounting class, I'm learning how a business can manage their cash correctly. So who says that my business is going to fail? You know, I'm setting myself up. I'm learning a lot. And I think that I will succeed. And that's the only option. Through the ups and downs, yes, there will be failures along the way, but you can learn from them. And they can make you better. And they will help you get to the point that you want to get to. So look back. I encourage you to look back on what you always wanted to do as a kid or what you were really interested as a kid and see where that might lead you today with an adult's perspective, right? What could you do with that? So just to summarize these main points that I had. Passions, discovering what yours are, it might just feel like it's something that you have to do. It's something that you have to do, a story you have to tell Whatever it is, you have to do it. No one else is going to do it. It also might feel like it's bigger than yourself. This is going to help the world. This is going to inspire humanity. This is going to help a couple people. Whatever it is, it could be bigger than yourself. You can look back on small moments where you felt very content, very fulfilled, or where you were helping someone. What were you helping them with? Look back on past conversations you've had with friends and family. Look back on arguments you've had. What topics really sparked something in you where you felt you had a lot to say about it? Take personality tests and get to know yourself better. This might make it easier to discover what passions you have. And lastly, look back on earlier years. Look back on your childhood, on memories, and what your interests were then. Look back on the goals that you had then to help you figure out what might still be applicable today. And if we do all of these things, I think it might make our passions a little bit more clear. I'm not saying that if you 
do all of these six things, you'll know what your passion is. It's going to take time. But I hope that these will start you in the right direction as to figuring out what you might be passionate about, what you might want to take all the way. And remember, it doesn't have to be for your entire life. It could just be for a few years. You can still do a lot of good with that. And then when we know what our passions are, we can make goals and we can figure out how to live our passions in the best way possible. Don't be overwhelmed if it's a big goal or a big passion that you have, right? Because we can want huge things in our lives. I want to write a book. It sounds like a ginormous task, especially when I feel like I have such little time these days. But I know that it's possible. And you just have to make small goals to help you get there. Just start small and work your way there. It's going to be slow. Make small goals to help you get to where you want in the big picture over time. Because none of us just go out and climb Mount Everest. First we climb the Rocky Mountains, and then we climb the Andes Mountains, and I don't know, the other big mountains out there. (laughs) Start small, work your way there, but know that you can do it. You can accomplish what you want. You just have to first discover what that is, and I hope that this helped you today to do that. And then start making small goals that are going to help you get there. And that is what I have for you guys today. Thank you so much for listening. And as we have recently started, I have a quote for you today. This quote is by Henry Van Dyke. And he says, Use what talents you possess. The woods will be very silent if no birds sang there except those that sang best. And I have another quote too. This is by Maya Angelou. If one is lucky... A solitary fantasy can totally transform one million realities. Thank you for listening. I will talk to you next Tuesday.